Hello, Andalite Bandalites, and Merry Holidays of all varieties. If you've been listening to us for a while, you will remember that around the holiday times, we tend to release a lot of special bonus episodes. Well, really, we just released kind of one bonus episode. I guess the other kind of... Anyway, we get crazy in December. It's time for Oops All Book Club. Yep, we're doing it again. And this year, we are doing Dark Matter by Blake Crouch which was our new co-host Tim's suggestion. It's his favorite book, and he would like you all to read it, please. And having read it, I can concur. It is definitely worth reading. It's awesome. Um, it, it's, it's a little suspenseful. It's a little sci-fi. Uh, it's a little bit thrillery. It's it's a good time. We really enjoyed this book. Per usual, uh, we're going to kind of do like a spoiler-free kind of, you know, slight discussion and then we're going to get into spoilers. So, you know, per usual, if it sounds interesting and you want to read it and you don't want to be spoiled, just like stop the podcast, go get the book, have a read, and then come back and listen to all of our thoughts and feelings. You know the drill. You, you've been here before. I trust you. I trust your judgment. Oh, also, uh, spoilers for the movie 65, um, which I think we've already so much spoiled on this podcast, but uh, we talk about it even more up front because... It's related, question mark? It's not related. It's just it's just a thing that happens. Anyway, spoilers for 65 featuring Adam Driver. Anyway, uh, have a good time. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Uh, we at Animorphs Anonymous love you and want you to be happy forever. Okay, bye. Oh, so I did watch 65 this weekend. Oh, yeah. Tell me more. Okay, yeah. I said Meechers like 16 times, and Matt was like, what the <laughs> fuck is a Meecher? What are you saying to me? Matt does not appreciate our whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. But, okay, after watching the movie, you can now weigh in. What's the whole thing Adam Driver's fault? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, good, good. So it wasn't just me, like, misreading the situation. Look. He caused the death of the dinosaurs. He did. And, you know, much like this book we're about to talk about, if he had just taken a slightly different path and not through the asteroid field and knocked the meteors askew, yep. mm-hmm. it wouldn't have hit the Earth and killed all the dinosaurs. Spoilers right. for That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but next question. I think I've spoiled that movie so hard about a million times for everybody. so, too. But next question did it feel like he was going to the past or did it feel like he was going to the future? <laughs> I don't. The time travel fucked with me a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, he lives on a different okay. planet. Still no healthcare yeah. though. Still no healthcare. So, yes. So there was absolutely zero time travel in the movie. And I, I stand think you're wrong. This. I think he goes to the future. No. <laughs> What did you, he traveled 65 million years ago into the far distant future? Is that what you said? That was the sentence. Yeah, said. it was something like that. I don't that. remember what it you, was like. Yeah. It was, I think I just started it with Adam Driver travels in the future. And you were like, no, that's not correct. <laughs> but Alex's argument, but he has future guns. He has future guns, he has future spaceship, and he has no health care. How is this not into the future? <laughs> he is from another place a long time ago that's what they said about star far far away yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
They can't just say these things and then not set the scene appropriately. So I I love how Casey used 65 to set up the book we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And I feel like we should institute the cakey rule that says she has to work 65 into the intro of everything we ever do, ever and how it relates. Yes. <laughs> Lightning crashes, just like in the movie 65. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's about a sad man who wants to get back to his family. Like, it's the same thing. Okay, hold on. I, real question. Yeah. Did you like the movie? No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I don't know. If I had watched that movie by myself, I don't know if I would have liked it. Mm-hmm. As it stands, it is a very bad movie, in my opinion, that I love very, very much. <laughs> I love what it's become to all of yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's up with the fucking dinosaurs that, like, they're, like, and they got the big long bodies with the long back legs and the short front legs? I was like, this is not an animal no. that yeah. has ever existed. Yeah. We had the same conversation. Yeah, they, like, took, like, the sort of, like, salazzle body and were like, it's a weird alien. That's a Pokemon, It is Tim. a salazzle. Salazzle yeah. is a Pokemon. <laughs> that is straight up a Pokemon. Like, You're a salazzle body. I wish. <laughs> And like I was screaming when we when they were in the cave and they couldn't like get out. They were like, "Oh, we can't get out of the cave." I was like, "You have fucking grenades, my guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had a hard time with that whole scene because it was like, "We can't go forward. We can't go forward." And then he like turns around and goes back in out the way he came. and I was like, "Yeah, what? where the T Rex was." <laughs> yeah, which was like, like wait. it's it's another movie. And like, listen. Jurassic Park suffers from this as well. But like they if they're genuine animals and they can't get you in the cave, do you know what they're not doing? They're not waiting standing there waiting the fuck around <laughs> for you to leave. <laughs> they're gonna be like That was what next. I, like you are super not trapped. You just have to wait and you will be fine. Oh, oh, okay. And at the okay. end when they're in the, the shuttle and they're trying to get it and like the three T Rexes come in or whatever, the like he kills the two, like they're dead on the ground. Third T-Rex comes in. Why would it chase the small human's morsel man (laughs) when there are two fresh corpses there for you to eat easily? This makes no sense. Are the T-Rex cannibals? I mean, there is evidence that they uh, would eat prey that was down. So, like, you know? They're not doing the math. They're not. The math is not mathing. So, Speaking of 65 and choosing paths yeah. and yeah, Let's do it. asteroid fields. Yeah. We read Dark Matter. Woo-hoo. Which is, I you know what? Okay, so I, I have a hard time quantifying my absolute favorite things. Like m- most people that know me know that my top three movies are about 50 movies long because I can't settle. Um, this might be my favorite book. This 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 might be it. Ever? Ever. It's a good one. It is a good one. I liked it a lot. And I think that everybody should read it. I don't think they'll it's... be disappointed if they do. So you, you liked it as well, Alex? Yeah, I did. I did. Casey? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I was worried we were going to get here. Because I picked this book. 
I was worried that we were going to get here and both y'all were going to be like, it was trash. You suck, Tim. No. You're never picking books again. Yeah, we made you read Everworld and we're going to come in here and be like, your book was trash. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is normally the one where we don't even really summarize. We just start talking about the book. But like, Mm -hmm. Tim, it's one of your favorite books. Do you want to give like a 30 second elevator pitch summary? Okay. All right. So there's this guy named Jason and he's all like, man, I've got my, my family and I'm, I'm pretty happy. I could have made some other choices in the past and been like a famous scientist, but I didn't do that. I had my family instead, instead. And now I am like a college professor. And then boom, one night he's like abducted and he's all like, what the shit's going on? And then he ends up in a strange place where he had made the opposite decisions. Like his family isn't his family and they don't know they they haven't talked to him in like 15 years and he never had a son and he's all like what the hell and that's my 30 second elevator pitch the book gets way the shit better after that that's like the first like third of the book but i'm not gonna spoil it this early not now but later not now. later i'll spoil everything but i i will tell you like without telling what the spoilery parts are like I had one of those moments reading this book where it's like, okay, realistically, like I might should have seen coming what happened, but I did not. And it caught me so far off guard that I could not help but love this book. I don't see. I don't know that it should have, because like the point where you finally figure out, like, how did he get to this warehouse? It was like the entire buildup through that first third is that this is a very realistic, logical situation where he was kidnapped and you're Mm -hmm. trying to find out the like group or organization that had it out for him and was trying to kidnap him and then they fucking throw in this hey remember how we told you this was a sci-fi book and you're like i forgot it was a sci-fi book yeah (laughs) yeah 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 this book uh, it was written by blake crouch and i've i've read some of his other stuff uh and it's good but none of it grabbed me like this one this is the like i said it's probably my favorite book he wrote uh, the Wayward Pine series, which I don't know. I know Alex doesn't ever watch TV, but there was a TV show that they made on Wayward Pines. Mm-hmm. And it's another one that it's like, I, I just really like stories. Like, I've had conversations with people where I was like, man, that, that story ended up in a very different place. And they were like, well, I don't really like stories to be predictable. And I'm like, yeah, it's one thing to be predictable, but it's another thing to just go wildly off the path and end you somewhere else entirely. And I feel like this one did. Like, I didn't get any kind of warning about it. It was just one of my friends was like, it's a really good book. You should read it. Nice. Okay. That was everything <laughs> I knew about it before going in. So I feel like I knew less because our conversation went, oh, no, we need to pick a book for Oops All Book Club. <laughs> yeah, and Tim yeah. picked up a book off the shelf and said, here, this one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That was, we were in a bookstore when we had that conversation. And I was like, what about... And then I bought it. My favorite book. And then we went and played 10 more escape rooms, and I forgot about it yeah, entirely. Yeah, but you pretty much read it on, like, one plane ride. Yes, though, right? yes, I did. Like, you went through it real quick. Yep, I started it, and less than the entirety of the plane ride later, I had finished it. That's mind-blowing to me. Hey, man, you gotta keep up that reading speed if you want to read as many books <laughs> as, as we do. <laughs> 
Well, and when you initially said dark matter, there's like a show on Netflix that's a sci-fi show called Dark Matter. It's like people on a spaceship and they lost their memory and they have to figure out why why they lost their memory and Ruby Rose is in it. And and I was like, oh, I know that's based off of a book, but like that's an interesting choice. And then I realized, oh, no, this is a completely different thing. I'm <laughs> in. So I did read today that there is, I believe, an Apple TV show that's in production. For for this? Of this, <gasps> yeah. And so I think that could be really good. Who would you... Especially if you haven't read the book. Joel Edgerton, is that a real person? Sounds... Is that is that a name of a person that exists? Probably. Because I think he was playing Jason and was going to be the show's producer. Oh, producer and lead? Unless... Unless. Yeah. Unless. Unless I made up that name and that's not a real person. Australian actor and good. filmmaker. Okay. And uh, Blake Crouch is going to be the showrunner. So, okay. you know, it, stuff's always better when you let the original Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. take their yeah. fucking input on it. Yeah, yeah, fucking whoever the fuck is picture start. Yeah, picture start. Yeah, there you go. Yep. We're subtweeting you to your face. <laughs> yeah, that's how subtweets work. Yeah. Dicks. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah uh everybody especially before you finish this podcast if we do any spoilery stuff you should go read the book but if you haven't that tv show might be a good way to get the story and like genuinely even as we get into the spoilers and like talking about the spoilers of it just reading it and experiencing it like it's one of those where it's a really good characterization and you can easily put yourself in the shoes of <laughs> of the character that you're reading it's still worth it to go read it for that yeah yeah you know what I, I, I was looking at some of the reviews for it too because i was trying to be prepared for a podcast because i've never tried that before um people slammed on it for saying it was too fast-paced that you didn't get enough of the characters really and i was like I, you know i didn't get that read off of it at all i thought it was like the perfect pace, which maybe my pace is faster than everybody well, okay. else's, like the pace that I enjoy. But why literature I, is our bread and butter, so maybe we we should yeah, be aware of true. our own biases. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is true. This is true. But yeah, it's like I there are writers. Scott Sigler is another really good example, and Matt Deneman, where they like I have a pace that I like to read, and they have a pace that they like to write, and it's the same. Nice. You know, and then you, you'll read books and it's like, oh, that's so wordy. Like, I can't do this. Whereas somebody like next to you, uh, like, I don't know, Alex's husband, Scott, uh, will like really enjoy them. And I was like, man, it was so much high fantasy. Like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, if I'm 150 pages in and you're still describing to me how the man is in the back of a caravan mixing potions, I'm done. I'm <laughs> fucking yeah. done. I don't care. But, but Scott's pace, like, he really enjoys that. He loves that. that shit. That's not mine. Yeah, that's not mine. So, like, it's not like it's wrong or anything. It's just it lines up. This book lines up with me, like, perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like, I did not want to stop the story. Yeah, I so not to shoehorn another thing in here, but I feel like that is one of my biggest critiques of Naomi Novik's Spinning S Silver and the education one. The one that Casey, oh, yeah. the yeah. two that you hated, Spinning <sighs> Silver especially, like it got, it it was good enough to keep me there, but it was so slow paced. And the fucking, the education one, it was literally like 
200 <sighs> pages of manual and then two chapters of amazing story. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Deadly education. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Because Temerer is amazing. Temerer is incredible. So I'm talking to somebody about Temerer and they describe it in such a way that I think it's a book series that I've read even though I know you've told me several times that Tamarir is good and I need to add it to my list, right? Uh, and I'm like, no, wait, I've read that. How is this possible? So I messaged Alex and I was like, wait, I just found out that Tamarir is this book series that I've read. Uh, but before I could even get all that out, I realized that I'm wrong. So I've only sent like half of that in a message. And I was like, no, I read The Poppy Seed War, which is something totally different and amazing, by the way, the three books series, The Poppy Seed War. If you haven't read it, read it because it's really good. But it like lined up with the way that they were describing Tamarir. So I had to like send this vague message to Alex because I was real excited and then immediately send a backpedal message that'd be like, just cut all the excitement. Just stop. It's it's nothing. What I've I done here is just create nothing. Delete, yeah. delete. And then I just got back to a really confusing series of messages where I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know how to feel anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I read that three book series, and then I finally got a hold of the actual book series of Tamara, and I was like, this is not the same nope. thing. <laughs> nope. Yeah. There are many books in this series. <laughs> there are nine. There so probably you, should not be nine. There but... should not be. There should be six. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, so you have the Tamara series now? No, uh, so, okay, this also led to the, at some point I had downloaded the first, or I had checked out the first book on Libby. So when I looked at my Libby history, I saw the first book and I was like, see, it is this book series that I read. And then I scroll further back and I was like, no, that book series is called The Poppy Seed War and has nothing to do with what you've described. I was just realizing that would have been a really good Christmas gift, but that's not at all what I got you. So (laughs) I don't want to oversell your Christmas gift, so I'm not going to. But if I don't get to tell you, like, there's a countdown in my head. If I don't, if you don't find out what that Christmas present is soon, I will explode. Shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to open it and be like, I don't know why you thought this was a big deal. Literally, you say that every fucking time and it's always something (laughs) great. And I'm always so delighted. There's like backstory that goes with this one too. Okay. Okay. I, not to again derail, but to, to derail a little bit. I am one of those gifts givers that like the second it's in your hands, I'm like, open it, open it, open it, open it, open it. Yeah. And like yeah. Jenna the other day, I sent her her birthday presents and she left them sitting outside when the box was delivered. And I was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> Go get them now and open them now. <laughs> Tim. And they were amazing. Yes. Did you get what I sent you? Yes. Did you get um, both of them? Well, I got one box. Okay, there's there's like a padded mailer envelope coming. Okay. Keep out of reach of dogs. Okay. It's pot. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's pot. So, I'm saying you pot. I've committed a crime. <laughs> did you commit a crime? Is that what you said? <laughs> not easy being crazy. Um, so that box is also sitting on the table mocking me right now. Because I'm like, it has to wait to Christmas. It has to wait to Christmas. It has to wait to Christmas. Yeah, I have a lot of Christmas presents here and more on the way, and I need to ship them all. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I have to get. 
proper packaging to mail Christmas presents, and that's what I'm waiting on because the stores don't carry the thing I need anymore. Fucking stores. Yeah, it's dumb. Do you know you can just walk into USPS and take the flat rate boxes out? Like, not give them any money. You can just take them. Mm-hmm. The, like, thin cardboard yeah, ones? Like the, the, yeah, the flat rate boxes. I'm not surprised. I was surprised. Because <laughs> they're going to get their money when you bring that thing back. I to have one in it, my so. closet that's been sitting there for, like, six months. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I'm going to use this for other things. And Thanks I will. Free box. <laughs> free boxes hell yeah oh my God. yeah i was shocked when i found that. i was like you guys are just gonna let me walk out with this and then i buy my tape from there too and i took my tape back in the other day and i felt very defensive like i bought this i bought this a while ago <laughs> not now different time oh my god yeah i we went to home depot yesterday and i had an umbrella with me that i think we bought at home depot and i was kind of like oh, oh no oh, oh, oh. <laughs> i still have notice. your umbrella in the garage oh that yeah that's what yeah my uncle was like here have this umbrella and i'm like i can't take this with me and he's like it's okay so i just left it in your garage i still have it <laughs> cool it's ready yours. to <laughs> use for umbrellaing someday <laughs> anyways so yeah dark matter <laughs> so yeah dark matter do we think we've uh vamped enough that now we can get into the spoilery parts i think so uh yeah i think so so, but yeah, I ca- I cannot stress this enough. If you haven't read it and are going to read it, just turn it off right now. Go get the audiobook. It's not that long. Knock it out real quick, then come back and talk to us then. Yeah. It's only one plane ride worth of reading yeah. for me. Okay, so my spoiler pitch for this, my, my spoiler, my elevator pitch for the spoiler parts. Yeah. That's the words I was trying to say. So, right... It turns out that he was taken by himself, who was the scientist who studied the multiverse and figured out how to travel to the multiverse. And he's like, man, I wish I'd had a family. Oh, let me just go pull this guy out of his life and I'll take it over. Right. And so he travels back to try and like get this guy back. Right. And so they go to a bunch of weird places and he sees a bunch of shit that no person should ever have to see, even though it was different realities. Like, it's it's still a lot to deal with. But the part, the part that got me, and like I said, turn this thing off if you're not. The part that got me was he goes into a gun store, right? And I'm, like, on board with all this. He's traveling through the multiverse. He's doing some stuff, right? He goes into the gun store, and this 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 gun store person starts giving him a little bit of static about his gun store purchase and he's like what and then the gun store person's like man you gotta quit coming in here and he's all like what are you talking about it's my first time in here and right then is when my brain exploded and i was like i did not see this coming why did i not this is all about choices and this stuff and then the creating the ripples throughout the multiverse why did i not think that there would be more than one why did this not occur to me it should have but it was so amazing in the story when it happened and it got me as hard as any book has gotten me at that moment and i loved it loved it loved it loved it i don't know if it had the same if it resonated the same with you guys as it did for me well i'm just laughing because like my elevator pitch for this like my spoiler elevator pitch would be like it's basically like the scene in the matrix 3 with all the agent smiths at one point (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and there's like but they're all like 
they're kind of Smurfs, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's like Handy Jason and Vanity Jason and Crazy Rage Jason, <laughs> and, you know? And it's like, oh, it's just so good. And it's like, like if you want like a sci-fi book that's got some neat science to it and neat like possible science, this is cool. If you want a science book that's got some neat possible science that's grounded in a little bit of reality, this this probably isn't the choice for you. Like it, oh, it yeah. does get out there a little bit, but in a way that I thought was perfect and I loved it. I so Matt gets really really grumpy about like non-plausible science in books yeah yeah. so i like i found a chapter where he's like explaining what he did to like you know make the box do the thing and i handed matt the book and he read two two words and he's like this isn't plausible get this out of my face (laughs) it's like okay well i'll just play in the space and you can be grumpy over there like like the the like basic hidden like nuggets like if you were to boil this stuff down it's like yeah okay this is what they're saying right now but then, like, in practice, when they actually go to do it, and I'm like, so you're saying you could just, you could just walk? You just walk through the fourth dimension? I don't think that's, I don't, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, probably not. But I still love it. I still love it. But, okay, like, I did like the use of the drug as being, like, the catalyst yeah. for it. Yes, 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 yes. I kind of was wondering, like, is this all like a hallucination thing? Like, is this a hallucinogenic mm-hmm. drug and like none of this ever actually fucking happened? I don't know. And they 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 made that they played that really really well at the beginning of the book when it was like, I don't know, you've been working on this for ten years. Maybe you just fucked up your own brain and you don't know what's real anymore. And I'm like, well, maybe oh. you know, you had to first figure it out. Yeah, but the, and I mean they played this pretty well, but like his friend there that was like mm-hmm. no just stay in this like this room just stay in this lab hey we're here to help you we're definitely breaking down the door with guns because we're here to help you <laughs> hey yeah, yeah. <laughs> you jumped out a window and we're chasing you weak through the streets for your own good <laughs> <laughs> like i loved that character because he was so clearly evil <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's his name Layton. Yeah. yeah he was just oh my terrible God. There's kind of a, I won't, there's kind of a Severance vibe to that, which. Okay, so I still haven't watched Severance. Okay. Like, I got Apple TV so that we could watch Ted Lasso, and then we watched Ted Lasso, and then now I haven't made it to the other Apple TV shows that I need to watch. If you like this book, you will like Severance. Okay. All right. I will bump it up on the list of TV shows that I haven't watched and I'm super behind on. It's so good. It's so good. And I did like this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was, this is probably going to sound terrible, but like, um, I'm always a little bit guarded when I read a book about a man written by a man a little bit, (laughs) because I'm just like, sometimes when they describe like women, it can get, she bounced boobly down the stairs. There wasn't really any of that in here. And I was so relieved. No, there's enough to make it. I don't know what the phrase is I want to say. There's enough to make him not ideal, maybe more real, yeah. maybe, to me. Um, Flawed. But not in a, yeah, not in a way that's, you know, awful, but just more tangible. I think. I guess if yeah, that makes totally. sense. Yeah, totally. 
the yep. part of those relationships that really kind of sold it for me and made me not, I don't like, I don't, maybe I just overlooked it and there was some problematic stuff, but everything that was done within the context of like what he like, he's like, I am idealizing my relationship right now. This is the mm-hmm. moment of an idealized relationship right now. Like the situation isn't good. This isn't perfect. This isn't perhaps right or morally correct, but I know what I'm missing out on. So I'm going to speak about all of this as if it is the greatest Mm -hmm. possible situation. So just having that, like, even if he was saying it in a non-reliable way, it was, um, I enjoyed reading it that way. Yeah, it was understandable. And it was stated up front that this is what was being done. Yeah, because that's how you would see it if somebody came and took it away from you. Yeah, exactly. That does, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't, I didn't think about that. But that does, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Yeah. Oh, man. Not to skip right to the end, though, but to to skip right to the end, though. The (laughs) cabin scene is the freakiest fucking scene out there. That's like, it turns horror novel at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay, so uh, I I don't know if we've talked about this before, but uh, it's the the 80s action movie rule. Um. The reason that I love and will always love 80s action movies, problematic as they may be, uh, is because there was a period of time when people understood that the best movies sort of defied sticking to their own genre. So you would have this movie where you'd sort of have a, like, Ghostbusters is a good example of it for me, right? At its core, it's a comedy movie, right? But it's also a sci-fi movie. It's a little bit of an adventure movie. You know what I'm saying? There's there's elements of all the parts. I think that great stories do that. I think they sort of live outside of their own little bubble. You could make a good movie that lives in a genre, but you got to be outside of it because life lives outside of it. You know, you got to have funny moments and scary moments. So for this to dip wholly from that sci-fi sort of like almost we'll call it a mystery novel into a deeper sci-fi novel into a straight up horror novel uh and then you know maybe back into a sci-fi novel uh i i think that's how that's how you make a good story to me yeah for sure it makes it multi-dimensional yeah. <laughs> get it <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have different emotions and I, I think about it mostly with movies you gotta you gotta feel different ways different points for it to really land i mean that's why i really liked like firefly and serenity because it was like so funny at times but also so fucking dark and twisted at other Mm -hmm. times like Mm -hmm. and it seems like my favorite characters not my favorite people in real life but my favorite characters are the people that tend to find the humor in those dark twisted times i don't know what that says about me I can't think of a single beloved character who is yeah. like that. <laughs> not, a, not a one. On the, nope. Not on this Animorphs podcast. <laughs> no, certainly not. Oh, oh, man. Um, But yeah, I loved it. And then you say, like, not book. your favorite people in life as if Jenna and I don't drop the most twisted fucking jokes okay. on your ass. I know. Twisted jokes are one thing. Like... I, I I've never lived through a truly twisted situation, and that's why I sort of add that little caveat. Like I've never watched like an axe murderer do axe murders and then make jokes about it. And I'd be like, because in reality, I'd probably be like, "Well, this is uncomfortable." 
but watching a guy in a movie do axe murders and then make jokes about it. I don't know. I'd be negging that motherfucker to his face. <laughs> Are you going to read any more Blake Crouch stuff? It's a possibility. It's much more distinct possibility than the TV show is. Oh, okay. Let me re- rephrase my question because I know you're not actually going to read it because you have like a million books because you have two million book podcasts. Um, does the idea of reading more Blake Crouch stuff interest Oh, yeah, you? totally. I would, yeah. I would absolutely, like if another one of his books came up, for sure I'd pick it up and read it. I've seen this one in the library. Um, upgrade. Yeah. I let me actually. Ew. I, whoa. <laughs> Sorry. I I just looked at it on Storygraph. Storygraph has an option. See an AI generated short description of the type of reader this book is good fit for. Gross. Ew. Storygraph. Uh, stop Go it. Off with that anyway. Act right. Storygraph. Get it together. I think I've read upgrade let me pull up the blake crouch book list because i know i've read all three of the wayward primes books uh no i read recursion is what i've read Mm -hmm. i have not read upgrade upgrades making me think of those scott westerfield novels the uglies pretties not like literally just the title alone but like i'm like oh upgrade is that like people go and tailor themselves with different upgrades and it turns into Ooh. like kind of a like that's what i'm thinking which is just immediately making me think of of that series yes i have read recursion that good yes i enjoyed it it was not dark matter but then again nothing is going to be. <laughs> nope because that would just be reading the same book again tim yeah <laughs> i had to we went and saw a comedy show, and I heard the most Alex joke. I did not write this joke. I'm not taking credit for this joke. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I heard the most Alex joke ever, and it was just the guy on stage, and he just said, enough is enough, because it's the same word. And it made me laugh so hard. He's oh like, they're even, they're even spelled the same. <laughs> it destroyed me. Oh, my God. I love jokes like that. Yeah, it got me good. <laughs> Road work ahead. Uh, yeah, I sure hope it does. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking kills me. Uh, I think that guy's name was Nick Thune, if I remember right, to credit that joke. So, what do we think happened to Abigail? Is that her name? Oh, the redhead the, lady that went into the box with him? The psychologist. It, uh, yeah. Al- Allison? Uh, start with an A. Was it Abigail? I don't know. Amanda. 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 That's what I said. Amanda, 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 Amanda show. That's what I said was Amanda. Yeah. Okay. That's what we all said. It's okay. Yeah, there's no way that (laughs) people can go back and actually check my work. There's no evidence to the contrary. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a 15 seconds back button that'll just resolve all the facts. Nope. Uh, Yeah, no. Amanda. Yeah. Amanda was the psychologist. Amanda. Remind me where Amanda ended up. Uh, She left him. In the hotel room and left a note being like, hey. Oh, that's right. That's right. Best of luck, buddy. And then (laughs) fucked off somewhere. I mean, we say it like that, but she also left him with the extra dose. Like, she. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she didn't like. Yeah. You're right. You're right. She didn't just like fucking ditch him. She split everything and then split. She was like, this will give you this many more chances to get to the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I always assume. That. And and this doesn't make any logical sense. But whenever a character disappears, I always assume that they just go and biff Tannen their environment. 
like she's going to use her under uh, yeah sorry that's a movie reference you wouldn't get it alex uh so in back to the future 2 old biff takes the sports scorebook to young biff so that young biff can become basically donald trump um so uh I, that's what i assume she did yeah i assume that, that she sense. now has some kind of knowledge in her new surroundings and just becomes uh, uh a bajillionaire tyrant see that yes to that but i think there's also a power in knowing now when you've lost everything what you want to do and being in the situation to chase after what you actually want to do because there's no repercussions to losing what you've built already so like she could be successful inherently just in the fact that she knows where she wants to go with her life and what she wants to do and I hope that that happened. I really liked her. Okay, I'm going to say it right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I liked yeah, her a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she, she had no business working at that place in the beginning no, of it anyway. No. And was like horrified by their actions and stuff. She so didn't belong there. I very much hope. And didn't she also see herself die in one of the timelines when they got back to the, to the lab and okay. opened it? It gets yeah. a little wonky with that stuff. But uh, so the the story that you just described has me worried now that you're going to build this box and leave this world to go become the farrier that you were always meant to become and then just replace farrier Alex in this. Farrier <laughs> Alex probably doesn't do anymore synonymous and is going to be all confused when she has to sit here and talk to me and Casey. She's going to be like, who's Marco? And we're going to be like, what? But you would have to go you? so far back in my timeline to erase Animorph's knowledge from me that, like... <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Dude. Okay, you know what I thought the the story was leading to? Um, so, the Jason, Jason 2, the guy who mm-hmm. built the box and then traveled back in time and stole Jason 1's life, um, I thought it was going to become, like he had been traveling in the box for a long time and he was like i i like i i'm doing this to you because i'm desperate and like because like he just comes and like takes over his life because he's like i I want a family and a loving wife like fuck you like but like if he had been like crawling through these doors for ages and ages and was just like you know because like we saw it in the other jasons them being like like, no, I've seen shit. Like, I've seen the apocalypse. I've seen sickness and blah, blah, blah. Like, like I've been through enough. I deserve, you know, being happy. But, like, I thought Jason 2 was going to be, like, I did this to you because, like, I needed to get out of there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It, it's my reading of it was it was sort of like that, but not as, like, like, it was always his intent to do this. But they did say that he went in that box for 14 months. So, like, my image of him is just checking door after door and, like, cataloging Mm -hmm. so he can, like, putting a little chalk mark on his own door, which I don't understand how that works, but whatever, so that he could go back and find it. And then they said they walked a mile of doors, and when they walked a mile of doors, they were in nuclear holocaust, Yeah, you know, apocalypse world. Mm -hmm. The sickness Uh, time. That was... Oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. But that's that's what I got was that was what his 14 months was. Yeah. Was him going door to door, which is a weird phrase right now, but uh going door to door and just being like, "Nope, this is the one." 
this is the one where I, it, 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 it checks all the boxes for what I want. So you're the one that gets it. Yeah, I just, I wish that had kind of come full circle in like, during like the last, you know, confrontation. I don't know if it did. Like, I feel like it should have. I feel like he should have had like a villain monologue about like everything <laughs> he had been through and why he did it. But well, I don't know if he did. Okay. Well, the, I don't think so because he didn't. What What did he go through? Like he didn't, he didn't actually like he just missed out on a choice, right? Fifteen years ago, so it wasn't like he had this like great suffering or anything. He went and won the Pavia Award and all that stuff. Yeah, he just didn't make the. He had regret. Yeah, you know, I just I think it would have been more compelling, and I would have understood and felt more sympathy for him if he had just been like, "I am desperate to be happy," and not yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really should have married that girl that I yeah. I'm just, yeah. Like that just that's not enough motivation for me. But if he had been like, I set out to do something, I regret everything and like, I don't know. You know no, like that makes perfect sense. Like if he had something more than just being a shitty But like the the thing is the and and what got me was that he was shitty and like just like you said, like shallow shitty almost mm -hmm. you know but like that's jason and like that's the part that's weird to wrestle with it's like you don't make that one decision and all of a sudden you're the shallow shitty guy you know yeah. and it's not even like there was external forces doing it like that's you that's you bro you did this to yourself mm -hmm. because of the decision well, that you made okay so the the flip aspect of that that i loved so much was that his wife and kid who knew him like he stepped into their life what they have no explanation for like why he's slightly different they just know he's slightly different but it was enough and it freaked them out enough that the second that jason one came back and was like this impossible situation has happened they're like yeah no dude you're acting so weird i believe that i believe that yeah, right yeah, now that was yeah, cool yeah, yeah that was awesome because like there's a whole other story in there to unravel of what they've been experiencing because suddenly like right this is my husband, but he doesn't know my favorite food or flowers or we're, we don't have this sort of intimacy. What is happening? The uh, the part where Jason one goes to make dinner with Daniela and knows the ingredients of the food, even though he has no business knowing the food. And, you know, that counter situation happened in the other world where he's like, I don't know what goes in this. I've never seen this before. And she's like, you've made this a million times with me. That's what I thought about. Yeah. was like them having that same moment in reverse yeah over on the other side you know yeah that's and it's like cool i don't it's like reality is it's easy to explain away it's like i'm i'm old i'm forgetful yeah or whatever and like it that's probably the truth of how it would go every time tim forgets everything henceforth i'm gonna be like not real tim <laughs> <laughs> It's bizarro, Tim. <laughs> uh, so it's wild to think about what what the multiverse of Tim's would be. <laughs> I do have a goatee, so like maybe maybe I am the evil Tim. I'm I'm Doc Tim. What do you think your other Tims would be like in the chat room together? I think we would all get along pretty good. We'd all be like. Hey, other Tims. And we'd be like, what's up, other Tims? What'd you do today? I played some video games, recorded a podcast. And that'd just be the general 
I don't imagine there's a real extreme Tim anywhere in there. Hang on. Okay. So I know the source of the multiverse comes from the box and the, the drug. Yes. But like, is there a possibility that more boxes could be created because of okay. the spawn point? In every timeline. The, uh, yeah, absolutely there is. He just fucked time and yeah. space yes. so badly. He, There's just so gonna be bad. like Jason's running all over the fucking place like Helmicrons. Like Well that's fucking, so there's like, 30 some odd Jasons in this timeline that logged into the chat room. This doesn't right. account for all the other Jasons who didn't. There's 30 other Jasons yeah. in every point where they landed. Yes. Yes. He just fucked existence. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like it's but like and you could probably like spiral pretty hard with when you think about like every stop that he made. Well, it did this. Okay, now I'll multiply that by the next stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, taking oh. someone with him, double it, double it, double it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. So, yeah, the 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 worlds, the universal rules in this story are a little bit like frightening. Yeah. You know, like ah. Uh, like surely this thing's gonna come crashing down in on itself at some point mm -hmm. i don't like that yeah <laughs> it's it's a lot easier to go with doctor who rules yeah i didn't even Ooh, i didn't even think about the whole like box tardis thing yeah. it's always a box it's always a man in a box <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite allison chains anyway yeah there we go <laughs> I was trying to make a joke off of it, but I'm like, no, everything sounds stupid. I'll just say what it is. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he, I don't think you could make a really a sequel to this story for that exact reason. Like everything is so gummed up at this point. Like literally, I think the only place to go would be to do it from Daniela's perspective and tell the yeah. same story from her yeah. side of things. So like life and death it. Yeah. But is that the right one? Did I get it right? The Twilight one, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just don't want to, like, I just don't want to use, personally, I don't want to use Stephanie Myers as a reference. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I'm going to pitch everything from now on, is I'm going to be like, it's basically a retelling of Dark Matter, but from Edward's perspective. And so I'm just going to insert Edward into every story. They gender swapped the, yeah. Daniela and it's basically Indiana Jones, but from Edward's perspective. <laughs> These are my fan fictions that I'm going to write. <laughs> what? It's basically been her, but from, from Edward's, Edward's perspective. <laughs> but like, there's no timeline in which Stephanie Meyer isn't inserting Edward into Indiana Jones, and like, but it turns <laughs> out. So you know, he was on the side of the Nazis in this one. But it was a time before now, so it's okay to say. Ugh. She in, would do that in a heartbeat. She would. In the Blake Croucherverse, there's millions of Stephanie Meyer. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. What if, no. okay, so if I, get the, if I get the box and the drugs, my goal is to go to every <laughs> timeline and make sure Stephanie Meyer never publishes Twilight. <laughs> well, okay, so this is... It's not a time machine. <laughs> like you're not going up or down in time. You're going sideways. Listen, I'm so, going to stop Twilight from being published in every reality. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen the movie Primer? No. Okay, watch the movie Primer. Okay, you're going to have to it was, schedule it. 
it's 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 it was uh sort of a smaller film but it was made by physics graduate students at like harvard that sounds cool as hell so it's yeah it's really interesting and it's like it's like whenever anybody tries to explain relativity to me i realize in that moment how stupid i actually am and that was how i felt when i watched primer i'm like this movie's smarter than me and i am dumb which I, I mean, it happens a lot, but those are like those concrete moments. I just, I think humans are capable of understanding everything when presented in the right way. I hope that you're right. But I also, if that is true, realize that I have a very, very thin line of right way because I misunderstand a lot. I think we all do, though. Like... I, some people's line of understanding is wider than others. Well, sure. Sure, yes. Yeah. But there's... I can think of people that I work with on a day-to-day basis that they explain something to me, and I'm like, yes, I understand it. And then they're like, but not enough. And they keep explaining it to me, and I'm like, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Meanwhile, I say something back to them that I feel is very <laughs> logical. And, it, like, so here's what you just said. And they're like, I don't... You're not saying any words that I've ever heard before. <laughs> I think that's part of the reason I like this book is because it almost hit on my, my, my thin line of understanding to where I got most of it. Even though there was some stuff that still danced outside of <laughs> what I get but in this world. It felt like the stuff that was dancing outside of what we understand is because that was the super sciencey part that was actually not real and therefore we weren't intended to understand it anyways because it was it yeah. was as a reader beyond our scope to understand as like in the yeah, world. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes Jargon. sense. Yes. It's not like it's not like Star Trek rules where they say a bunch of made up shit but you can figure out what they're meaning. Yeah. Yeah, it's the yeah. opposite of that. They're saying stuff yeah. that's like <laughs> it sounds like it could maybe exist but it sure can't. <laughs> i bet okay sorry just jumping back to the mat reading the lines and getting really frustrated about this there is a world that i would like to live in if i'm jumping timelines where i go and watch matt get upset about how unrealistic jurassic park is in taking the dna out of the mosquito and then i fast forward uh, listen i know that's not how this works tim don't it's fine yeah, yeah no but then i fast forward to years later when they have to break that t-rex leg bone of the ovulating female and realize that some of the chips when when re-soaked actually did become malleable and therefore dna was extractable theoretically and i get to live in that world when i go up to matt and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and i want that you know what i would absolutely love nothing better than to just do a short youtube video thing or a podcast where we introduce fiction works with stupid science to matt and then we just get matt's reaction like i would love that so much oh my god yes and I think Emily and I should do our series and then you guys do the real oh, one. Yeah. But like every once in a while, yeah. he has to visit Emily and I and oh he my God. wants to quit every time. <laughs> I would love that so much. Oh, my God. Because Emily and I are firmly in the camp of we don't have to understand. And Matt's like, yes, yeah. we do. And we're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would 
I would absolutely be Matt's hype man. Like for the entire video, when he says something trashing whatever piece of fiction we found, I'd just be behind him like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't Matt. understand either. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on or why this is wrong, but I love it. So I'm really glad that y'all like the book. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me very Good happy. suggestion. Yeah, it was a great suggestion. And I hope that everybody who started the podcast stopped and then read the book and is now finishing the book and enjoyed it as well. Or read it before and is now sitting here screaming at us for all the things that they like. <laughs> but yeah. I want to talk yeah. about this. <laughs> I told Jenna today that I need her thoughts, T-H-O-T. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Jenna was supposed to talk about the book with us. She also enjoyed the book. Good. Good. Immensely, and I'm sure had many, many things to say, but she is under the weather now, so was unable to join us. Yeah, we killed her. (laughs) It's not. She's had enough. It's not not what happened. (laughs) Slay puppies Um, all over her. Okay. So... Some of the the older puppies that we have in the house are very reasonable and very aware that Jenna is not feeling well. So uh, Rusty, in fact, guards her from other people getting near her. Yeah, he's he's delightful. Um, He will defend Jenna in most situations, except if he thinks that me and Jenna are having an issue, which we never are. But like if he thinks if he reads that situation, he will get in between us and bark at her. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Rusty. Traitor. I <laughs> yeah. can't believe you, you switched. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan and Rusty are very much aware and are very much like, mm, you need to be careful. Jenna's sick. Oh. My three hooligans are like, let's go jump on her. Oh. Yeah. I knew Fury for sure. Yes. Yeah, she's just a wild beast. Keanu, I thought would be more responsible. He is, but only because he's nervous about being around people anyway. So Pip, I know, is right in there and didn't even, didn't even. Yeah, <laughs> Pip is in love with Jenna, and always must be right on top of Jenna. Oh my god! Uh oh, Tim's what? listening. What? Uh, no, I was just thinking. Tim's thinking. Yeah, a dangerous pastime. I know. I was making sure that I talked about everything I wanted to talk about with the book. And I think I did. And then I was thinking, what do we do next? Could do an outro. Do we normally do an outro on these? I don't know. That's why I was like, why is this just, maybe I have been replaced. Because I don't know what's going on Well, anymore. we've all been replaced at this point. I feel like maybe what <laughs> we do for these outros here is we would normally say like whatever our guest wants, but it's just us. Because uh, we, we gave Jenna the bronchitis. Or pneumonia. <laughs> she has the black lung. We gave Jenna the black <laughs> lung. <laughs> uh, so I think normally, do we just plug the book and the author? Maybe. Yeah, I guess sure. so. I'm sure that's what we did with J.M. Lee. I'm positive. My my best friend J.M. Lee. Best friend J.M. Lee. So just you know what? I don't know if there will be another J.M. Lee book because I don't know things. My best friend doesn't tell me things, but he can't. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that if you're in a bookstore and I'm going to assume that you've already bought Nightland Express and you've already read it and it was amazing. But if you're in a bookstore and you see a J.M. Lee book, 
Just get it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. get it and read it because you know we're going to talk about it at some point. Yeah. yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, because Nightland Express was great. So good, fantastic. I've been really hankering to read that again. Me too. I just almost pulled it. Uh, I got the um, Craw book today because I backed the 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 Kickstarter and I put it on the shelf and I saw Nightland Express and I was like. This is the one with the purple sides on it with all the cool stuff. Yeah. I haven't read that version yet. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So good. Yeah. But you know what else is good? What? Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, which you can find in bookstores online and in person. Yeah. Random ones that you just walk into in the mall. They're right there yeah. on the shelf. Yeah, probably. It's probably at the airport. Probably. Like, it's a good quick audiobook too. Yeah. If you need one, if you're if you're looking for one. Do you know who narrates it? it? Oh, I can tell you. Tell me. I hope Damn. it's David Tennant. I don't know why it, it would is. be. He's definitely <laughs> absolutely he might not be. David Tennant. <laughs> I just picked someone. I can I can tell you for sure it is not. Oh, oh, sorry. One more thing I forgot. Okay. I really liked the descriptions of Chicago and I I really liked um Daniela's installation. Yes. Oh my that god. Sounds like, yeah. Normally that- like I don't I don't appreciate art as much as I probably should as a person. But like I I want to go there. That sounds fucking yes. great. It sounds like a genuinely interesting and cool art installation. And yeah. I can confirm the Chicago scenes are very very Chicago. Mhm. So very Chicago. Yeah. It's narrated by John Lindstrom. John Lindstrom. Well, that's not David Tennant. That's it not- is not. Um, I don't know what else. Let's let's see what else John Lindstrom has narrated. He was on a soap opera, General Hospital. Hey, well, he's a, I know that one. A very good. He's a very good Jason. Just Jason does. Jason the ruler. Hell yeah! Well, oh. now we know where to get him, and now we know who the the. <laughs> we know where to get him. <laughs> I kept I kept trying to say the sound author, the audiobook narrator. <laughs> The sound author. The sound author is. <laughs> the groceryman. The groceryman. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you get the book. Yeah. Go to your library. Go to, go to Libby. Go somewhere. South or west with Fievel. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go Fievel. west, Fievel, you piece of shit mouse. <laughs> Why the rage for Fievel? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but. We started it weeks ago, and I'm glad it's continuing. I don't even remember <laughs> where. Just remember editing oh. something recently where we were trash talking Fievel. I think it was here. I, Good. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember the nature of the conversation, and yeah, I think it was here. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm glad. We did it. We did it, guys. <sighs> Happy holidays. Yeah. Good, have a good one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're doing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>